Ron DeSantis is finally going all in, running for president. The news media is wigging out on over how he's going to end up doing it. Target is virtue signaling and it's not working out. Worse yet, uh, they are allying with some very iffy personalities. And an alligator in Florida proves that Charles Darwin was right. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, um, yesterday I was challenged and I had to... I had to look this up, but Josie wanted eggplant parmesan. Now, I never made eggplant parmesan. I'm not a big fan of eggplant parmesan. I do like it. It's good. I'd never, even to this day, I wouldn't make it as my, it wouldn't be my first choice to eat. Uh, eggplant parmesan tastes basically like uh, lasagna without the, without the pasta. But here's the thing. What a pain in the ass that was. What a pain. Now, the good news is, Josie loved it. But let me explain what went into making eggplant parmesan. First thing you had to do, you had to cut up the eggplant. And after you cut up the eggplant, then what you need to do is you need to salt it. Eggplant needs to be salted because there's too much moisture within the eggplant, which makes cooking it almost impossible. After the eggplant is salted, and basically what you do is you throw salt on it and then you leave it out for about an hour to two hours. Then you go and you bread it. You bread it by putting dipping it in flour, dipping it in eggs, and dipping it in a mixture of breadcrumbs and Parmesan cheese. This is messy as all hell and it takes forever. I made two, two eggplants yesterday. So I made two pans of this stuff. And of course we got tons left, which is okay because eggplant lasts. Um, it, it, there were breadcrumbs everywhere. There were breadcrumbs in the sink. There were breadcrumbs on the, on the counters. There were breadcrumbs on the dog. It was everywhere. But I got them breaded. Then you take that and you heat up an oven for 425 degrees and you put the breaded, you put the breaded, uh, eggplant inside the oven for about 20 minutes. This makes it nice and brown and kind of crunchy. Okay, great. I get to sit down for 20 minutes. After that, then you get up. And it's time to actually make the casserole because that's what uh, eggplant parmesan is, is basically casserole. So how you do that, you get yourself a casserole dish, you throw tomato sauce at the bottom of the dish. Then you put the uh, eggplant within the, in the casserole dish on the marinara sauce. Then you stick some uh, uh, mozzarella cheese preferably fresh, wet mozzarella cheese. I didn't have any of that. I can't believe I went to Walmart and there was at, there was more fresh Mexican cheeses. I couldn't find any moz, fresh mozzarella cheese. So I, I ended up buying a bar of dry mozzarella cheese, which by the way, worked out. I mean, it worked out. I think it would have been better fresh, but whatever. I put a, a slab of mozzarella cheese on top of each eggplant. Then I put another layer of moz of uh, marinara sauce on top of the eggplant, and then cover the merit cover everything with um, mozzarella cheese. Another deal of mozzarella cheese, just sliced mozzarella cheese. Stick it in the oven at 350 degrees for 35 minutes. Voila, was beautiful. 
tasted absolutely fantastic. Now, let's do the time. It took me about three hours to prepare. This was a big pain in the ass. So when you go to the store, and you go to the restaurant, and you go to an Italian restaurant, and by the way, you like lasagna? Lasagna is the same thing. Lasagna is a big pain in the ass to prepare. Go, You go and you prepare lasagna. Uh, you expect to be about three hours of preparation. And I know I get my recipes from Simply Recipes because I actually like to cook. So I do. I cook quite a bit. I go to Simply Recipes and it'll tell you, oh, half hour and, and, and an hour of cooking. Bullshit. It's going to take you a lot longer than that. All right. So that's my personal story of the day. So let's get to the news. So Ron DeSantis, we've been all wondering if Ron DeSantis is actually going to run for president. I quite honestly wasn't sure he was going to run or not. And um, it was it was kind of a kind of a question because Trump has got a lot of uh, momentum. I don't know how. Well, I do know how the media is setting him up. The media really wants Trump to win for two re two reasons. They want Trump in the primary because A, they think he'll beat Biden, uh, Biden can beat him, and B, he's a huge rating score. So Ron DeSantis is already kind of trailing. He's already got some obstacles to clear here. Well, he's decided he's going to run. So according to the Daily Wire, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is officially entering the 2024 pre presidential race this week during a special event with Twitter owner Elon Musk. The conversation between DeSantis and Musk will take place on Twitter at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, according to multiple reports. The conversation will be moderated by a Republican donor, David Sachs, who is a supporter of DeSantis and a close ally of Musk. Daily Wire can confirm the report is accurate. So how's he going to do this on Twitter? Now, I'm a Twitter guy. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter now. I love Twitter. A lot of the videos that I have on Dumbasses Talking Politics are from Twitter. As a matter of fact, go Dumbasses Talking Politics on Rumble. Go to Rumble. I've got a bunch of videos coming out. And they're going to be a lot this month, uh, next month, because of Pride Month. You know shit's going to get real next month. Um, there is something called Twitter Spaces, and what Twitter Spaces are, it's actually, and this is something that 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 Musk said he was going to do. It's actually a forum, and you go in. It's like listening to a radio station, except you're participating. Now, when you get in, unless you're directly participating, you can only listen. You have to request to participate, but you can. Okay. Now, I've never participated. I've always just listened. A couple of the Twitter spaces I've joined, I've joined, I have participated in. Um, but for the most part, you just basically get on and you listen, and it, it's it's good times. Okay, don't don't kid yourself. Twitter is expanding like crazy. So a lot of people were sitting there. The the media is absolutely uh, well. Let's get to that in a second. Before we get to that, uh, DeSantis did release release a uh, launch video and it's a pretty good video now what this video basically shows is it shows that Ron DeSantis walking on stage he's about to enter a stage to go on a rally and it's a, a guy in the background talking about America and questioning 
whether America is worth fighting for. And it's a very simple commercial, only about 30 seconds. Let's listen to it. It's actually really a good commercial. They call it faith because in the face of darkness, you can see that brighter future. A faith that our best days lay ahead of us. But is it worth the fight? Do I have the courage? Is it worth the sacrifice? America has been worth it every single time. That's it. It's a very powerful video. Uh, you do not see Ron DeSantis' face. And the idea was he's been holding off, holding off, holding off. And he's been struggling with these decisions, with the sacrifices he's going to have to make to be president. And he's walking across stage and it's basically, I've made my decision because America's worth it. This is a great selling point. This is a great selling point. America's in trouble. And should we fight for it or should we let it go? And he's saying, you know, listen, I'm going to sacrifice myself and we're going to fight for it. And I'm the guy that's going to bring us back to where we were. This is a great selling point. This is a selling point that Trump should be using. See, here's the thing. I, I think that, that my dad and a lot of pro-Trump supporters don't see. Trump is going to run a very negative campaign. He's going to run a very, very negative campaign. He's going to blast everybody that is on stage with him, especially DeSantis. This is not a selling point. I'm sorry. This turns me off to Trump. And I am a Trump supporter. I like Trump. But to sit back and just everything is negative, negative, negative all the time. And his ads, I got to tell you, they're just complete bullshit. I see them. I, I know that Fox News which is not a conservative outlet by the, by any stretch of the imagination, that Fox News is pushing these commercials left and right. But his ads are just bullshit lies about DeSantis. None of them are true. And I know that I've sat with my father and I've talked to him about it. I said, Dad, that's just not true. He's talking about raising taxes, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, he's talking about getting rid of the income tax. And the other thing, he, oh, he wants, oh, he wanted... A, the taxes thing, he wanted to create a sales tax and get rid of the state income tax. I'm a, I'm totally for that. He says that he wants to, to severely curtail Social Security. And my dad says he can't do that. I, dad, Social Security is going to go insolvent. He's saying he wants to raise the minimum age for retirement to 70. Dad, that's math. That's math. You got to do that in order to have Social Security. He is addressing the problems as a conservative. And this is going to be the problem Trump's going to have is Trump is going to have to attack DeSantis from the left with leftist ideas. And he's doing it already. Look at what he's doing with Disney. Trump is defending Disney? Are you kidding me? This is insane stuff, and it's not going to play well. Trump is defending abortion? DeSantis sets up a six-week abortion ban. That's great. I mean, it's not enough, but it's great. It's a start. It's probably going to be found unconstitutional, all sorts of fun stuff. But the fact is, Trump shouldn't be attacking that. 
He should be supporting it. See, the problem Trump has is, as far as the culture wars go, Trump is outside looking in. DeSantis is actually in the culture war. He's fighting the culture war. Trump isn't. Now, Trump did release his policies, his future policies he would use as president, and they're very good. But, and they're very conservative. That's great. But the fact of the matter is, he's not going to be able to out-conservative, not going to be able to out-conservative Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is the true conservative. Well, needless to say, the media, and this is what I was going to talk about before, the media is flipping freaking out. Because Ron DeSantis has decided to make his launch on Twitter. And everyone's flipping out. Donald Trump, the media, everybody is flipping out. And they're saying this is the dumbest thing he could do. He should go on the uh, go on the news media and make his announcement. And and Trump or DeSantis decided, no, I'm just going to go on with Elon Musk, who, by the way, is an extremely popular guy who is not conservative, but really supports DeSantis. And he's going to have a conversation with Musk. Now, here's the kicker. Fox News, even Fox News is bitching and moaning about this being done on Twitter. Well, here's the big problem with Fox News. Their top-rated show was Tucker Carlson, which had 3 million viewers. Twitter is going to have probably 100 million viewers at 3 p.m. today. When the Twitter files came out, there were millions of viewers watching them live. And that's going to be the whole thing. That's the big difference. You've got a man hosting the uh, the Twitter space, Elon Musk, who is, hey, we got to fix everything. Let's change everything. I am going to host Ron DeSantis for the first time on a social media site, a real candidate on a social media site, it's going to get a millions of views tonight. Uh, probably tens of millions of views. And the media, they don't like that. Because it's just going to show how weak the media really is. And that really is something. And they know it. And by the way, it's not like Ron DeSantis is going on the TV to deal with the news media. He just won't deal with CNN. He won't deal with MSNBC. He won't deal with ABC. He'll go on other talk shows, but he's not going to deal with media that's going to destroy him because that's exactly what the media is doing. What he's going to do is he's going to go on Fox News. He's going on Fox News right after the announcement today. At five o'clock Eastern time, he'll be on Fox News talking to Trey Gowdy. So he's going to be on he's going to be on the mainstream media. But the announcement on Twitter, I think it's symbolic. I think it's symbolic of the change that needs to be in our society. And I think it's symbolic of the change that Ron DeSantis is going to be. And I know my dad will never agree with me. As a matter of fact, Josie, my wife has sat back and told me, "Stop arguing politics with your dad. You guys are both arguing from the same side." Your dad is never going to agree with you. You're never going to agree with him. You guys are. Just, so I, I decide I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'll just shake my head and say, yeah, here's the thing. DeSantis will win the presidential election. Trump probably will win the presidential election. That's how bad 
uh, Joe Biden is doing. And I'm not sure Joe Biden's running. I'm still, I think it's a 50-50 that Joe Biden runs. The only problem is, uh, who's going to run? I mean, there's the possibility that maybe Michelle Obama's going to run, but there's a lot of problems with Michelle Obama. And not to mention, she's really happy making her millions of dollars from Netflix and selling her crappy books and all that stuff. So we'll have to see. Okay, let's get to Target. So Pride Month's coming up, and uh, yeah, it, it, all the all the companies are beginning the virtue signal. Uh, I'm actually just downloaded a video. North Face has decided to virtue signal too. I'm just going to throw that one on uh, Rumble, so you can look at that. That'll be on later on. That'll probably be on on Friday. But Target is the one that's got the crosshairs on it right now. So according to Fox News, some southern Target stores were forced by by the corporation to move LGBTQ pride merchandise away from the front of their locations after customer outrage, and we put that in quotes, to avoid a, quote, Bud Light situation, end quote. Many Target stores across the country feature massive June Pride Month displays on an annual basis with items this year ranging from tuck-friendly bathing suits for transgender people to mugs that say gender fluid. But the retail juggernaut has been criticized by some conservatives for the displays, with children's items particularly irking many customers. Now, I do want to point out, they've been doing this for years. Target didn't just do this this year. As a matter of fact, they have pride displays year-round. They're just stuck in the back of the stores. The only difference is now all those pride displays are in the, I mean, literally in the front of the store. Literally right up front in the store. You walk through the deal, it's right in front of the carts. So there is, it, it is right in your face and it is all kids. There are a couple of adult displays, a couple of, of, uh, pieces of merchandise for adults, but for the most part, it is for kids. And as far as this tuck-friendly garbage and breast-binding uh, stuff, they've always had that. So it's just being brought up now because Target is pushing it. A Target insider told Fox News Digital that many locations, mostly rural areas in the South, have relocated pride sections to avoid this kind of backlash. Uh, uh, The kind of backlash Bud Light has received in recent weeks after using a transgender influencer in a promotion campaign. Now, it, it actually is, for them, worse. Later in the article, it says this. A Target insider said that there were emergency calls on Friday and that some managers and district senior directors were told to tramp tamp down on the pride sections immediately. Quote, we are given 36 hours told to take all our pride stuff, the entire section, and move it into a section that's a third the size from the front of the store to the back of the store. You can't have anything on mannequins and no large signage, the Target insider said. Quote, we call customers guests. There is outrage on their part. This year, it is just exponentially more than any other year. The target, that's because they do it every year. 
the target insider continued. I think given the current situation with Bud Light, the company is terrified of a Bud Light situation. Of course, Target is not denying any of this. They're not, they're saying, yes, we're moving things out, but they've got to make themselves into victims, right? They've got to make themselves into, we're standing up for the culture. We're standing up for people. So what are they saying? They're saying that there are threats by customers towards Target employees. One word, bullshit. Bullshit. If there were actual threats between Target employees and customers, guess or uh, customers threatening Target employees, you know what would happen? We'd have video all over the place. Twitter would be Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok would be just slammed with videos about uh, conservatives abusing Twitter employees. But this seems to be the talking point. No one believes that, by the way, except leftists that believe that there's suddenly this Nazi regime walking around and threatening Target employees. No one believes that. But the big story here is this is called winning. This is what needs to happen. I already told Josie, we are not going to Target. Now, we don't shop at Target enough anyway. We, we've got Walmart. We'd rather just so shop at Walmart. But this is what people have to do. You don't like what your store is doing. Don't do it. Well, another story has come out on Target. And now, you know, there is some, there is some pee coming out of Target ownership. According to Fox News, in a separate story, Target has found itself in hot water again over the gay pride collection, this time because of its partnership with a controversial designer. The major retailer partner with UK-based brand Aberpellen to sell merchandise with pro-LGBTQ plus uh, poop emoji messages to celebrate Pride Month. A search on Target's websites finds some of the items. While the company was already under a microscope for, microscope for its tuck-friendly swimsuits, some social media users are, were angered to discover that Aberbellum, whatever, designer Eric Carnell is also an outspoken Satanist whose brand features occult imagery and messages like, quote, Satan respects pronouns, end quote, on the brand apparel. I love this. Because here's the thing. Transgenderism is satanic. It's evil. It's abhorrent. It's an abomination. What better person to have supporting it than a guy who's a Satanist. Yeah, so you can imagine Target is flipping out. Um, this story has gone viral. I'm sure if you've watched any news, this, this, this has come out. So we'll have to see. I'm really curious. I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to walk into Target next week. I'm not going to buy anything, but I think I'm going to walk into Target next week and I'm actually going to take a look at how their displays are working out because I got a feeling <laughs> they're probably not working out real well. All right, well, let's let's get into something kind of funny. Uh and this story is funny. 
Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of you might not think it's funny. I think it is. Because I do not like to reward stupidity. I personally personally think stupid people are funny. And we should be laughing at stupid people no matter what happens to the stupid people. Whether they get hurt, whether they get maimed, whether they get killed. If you were killed because you were being stupid, you got what you deserved. And I think it's funny. There's a video there. I'm going to release a video of stupid people doing stupid things. And one of them is the, a couple of these guys were killed. And so why would I think this is funny? Because if you're going to do something as stupid as try and make a viral TikTok video in front of a train, you're a stupid person. You got what you deserved. And you're basically saving the species by dying. That's all I have to say. In other words, Darwin, survival of the fittest. If you can't, if you can't use your head or acknowledge that you must do the right thing or survive, you got what you deserve. So here's a story. And I want you to really pay attention to the language in this story because it's kind of funny. So this is from The Blaze. A man in Florida fell into a pond behind a bar and later awakened to find out that his arm had been bitten off by an alligator. 23-year-old Jordan Rivera told WBBH-TV that the bathrooms were full at the Bandito's Bar in Port Charlotte early Sunday morning, so he decided to go out back and relieve himself. Okay, just a little FYI, if it's early Sunday morning, that's usually a time, it usually tells you you probably should have gone home. Here's the reality. If you're out at 1, 2 in the morning, and that's what it looked like, 1, 2 in the morning, yeah, nothing good is going to happen. Quote, I just saw a lake and just went out over, I went out over there and just, you know, take a little pee and whatnot. I don't know how that fits in that. Rivera explained, something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me just went down. Yes, that happens. The ground sometimes just disappears up from under you. He said he went into the water, and the next thing he remembered is that he awoke in the hospital without his right arm. Quote, confusion. I was like, whoa, because I just woke up and I was sitting there. I looked over and I saw my arm the way it was, and I was like, whoa, Rivera continued. It kind of feels like my arm is there, just there, but not there. Huh. I wonder why the guy, the ground suddenly fell out from below this guy's feet. And then he just fell asleep in a lake and woke up in a hospital with no arm. What do you think happened? Well, here's the thing. There's an actual video of the um, <laughs> of the guy. Yeah, he was drunk. He passed out, and the alligator took a chunk out of him. That's what ended up happening. And how do I know? He looked wasted. He was he was so drunk that the guy actually was getting out on his own. Was getting out of the lake, walking around. 
wasn't crying that his arm had gotten bitten off, wasn't even in pain until they started tying a tourniquet around it, and was completely white. He didn't have any conscious realization of what was going on until he was in the hospital, and he woke up. That's how drunk he was. He was so passed out. Now, what's kind of cool about the Blaze article, they kind of go around that. They don't say he was drinking, got wasted, fell into the lake, and an alligator bit his arm off. By the way, the alligator, this is the tragedy. This is the tragedy. The alligator ended up being a 10-foot-long alligator, and they had to euthanize it. Once an alligator, once an animal takes a bite out of a human, you've got to euthanize it, because now they've got a taste for human beings. But that alligator being that size, that's survival of the fittest. That is an animal that should be, I personally think, shouldn't be euthanized, but should be praised. That alligator should be picked up, put in a, a zoo, and fed nothing but live chickens for the rest of its life, because that alligator deserved to live. This idiot should have been eaten. Anyway, it, it gets better. So, um, there were multiple theories as to how this guy actually lost his arm. And here's one. And he debunked them all. Thank God he debunked these theories. Because, you know, according to the Blaze article here, m my theory of him just being drunk and passing out in a lake with, with uh, or uh, a swamp or a lake or whatever it is with alligators, that could be a theory according to the article because they didn't say anything. So, continuing with the article, although this story has captivated many in Florida, some have spread rumors that Rivera was feeding the alligator when he lost his arm. He vehemently denies this rumor. And he's got proof. That is completely not true, Rivera added. They don't even serve food at the bar. So I couldn't have even served the gator food. So what does that tell you? So what does that tell you? So the bar only had alcohol. I'm pretty sure this guy wasn't drinking sassafras uh, uh, sodas in there. They don't even serve food. So this guy was absolutely twisted. Now, here's my thing. Again, not a lot of sympathy. I really don't have much sympathy here. Um, the only tragedy here is that you had to kill the alligator, the 10, 10 and a half foot alligator, who obviously is 20, 30 years old. This alligator had to have been old. Um, but this guy survived because he had only had his arm. Now, if this alligator had bitten his balls off, that would have been great. That would have been fine. Then the guy could have survived. But there's still a chance that this mental genius is going to breed. And I have a problem with that. Okay, should I go through this? Yeah, I'm going to go through this article anyway. No, I'll do this tomorrow. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You've listened to Gene, and this was Dumbasses Talking Politics.